And here we are back with the fans. It was interesting because Rio and I were sitting over there watching them throughout the game and slowly the Manchester City fans were slumping lower and lower in their chairs. And the Arsenal fans, who are enjoying this moment as well, um, were enjoying it as it went along. Look, Chris, let me come to you. You said before the game you might need your tin hat on today, claiming that Arsenal are going to get the win. You've done it. You've beaten Liverpool and Manchester City. It, it was lovely. It was... It was back to the wall. It was brilliant because the way that they played was something that we haven't been used to at Arsenal. But what I loved as well was compact. It was a compact, uh, the spaces between the defence and the midfield, very, very compact. I mean, it meant we pushed Man City out wide. Very, very difficult for them to actually then get in behind. And David Luiz, I mean, he must have a headache right now. Mm -hmm. How pleasing is that for you to see Aubameyang getting in amongst the goals? But also, what does that fill you with for next season? Does that make you think to yourself, listen, we need to invest to add to what we've got. We've gone and beaten Man City last week, Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, Rio, what I've got to say is um, uh, Arteta, wheel. I'm just going to say that. So it was fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Um, <laughs> we believe in him. He's a, he's a really, really good coach. Um, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to set a team up against the opposition and the, and the way in which he, he set us up against Liverpool and then Man City today. I think there'll be a few teams that will be taking a second look at Arsenal now because it's not just one-off isolated games now. He's shown that he can do it on a more regular basis. So, yeah, absolutely buzzing, mate. Mikel is at the wheel. And listen, just a quick one, Arsenal fans. Um, it, over the last few years since we've been on air with BT Sport, we've had to talk a lot about difficult times for you. And it is so nice to see you looking so happy to feel that your club's going in the right direction. And there's a, there's a poignant one up there. Give Arteta money. Interesting, he's already talking about not having any money. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this, a very happy Suburbs edition of the Gunners Town podcast. Uh, Steve Ofen, why is it a happy one? I have no idea. Why is it happy? I don't know. I think something <laughs> may have happened at the weekend. Ben, what did you get up to the weekend? You see anything? Watch anything good on TV? I got sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Nothing I almost got happened. sunburned and I got really, really drunk. Did you? Mm -hmm. how, how drunk? Uh, so drunk that I had to watch the game back again to believe, like from like the memory, that David Luiz was this defensive genius. I was like, no, I was just too drunk. Surely I've got to watch this again. And he was. <laughs> <laughs> that is right, listener, wonderful listener or watcher, depending on whether or not you watch us on the YouTube. So I'm not sure why you would. We're just three middle-aged men or middle-aging men. <laughs> <laughs> Groaning about Arsenal, but not today, because this weekend, the mighty Arsenal beat uh, that small team from uh, Manchester, Manchester City, by two goals to nil. And that was, of course, followed up by, that was that was preceded by us beating the champions, Liverpool, 2-1. And since we last spoke, you know, I think we'd probably say that's a good week, because we last spoke <laughs> after... Um, we last spoke after the Tottenham debacle. Um, so let's do a few minutes. I think we're going to spend most of our time talking about the City game and the implications, the ramifications. We've just been talking off air, haven't we, about the permutations of the league and we'll talk, get into Aston Villa as well. Um, I've already waffled on for a couple of minutes. I haven't even hit the timer. So let's hit the timer for 30 minutes. And then I want Steve, you to kick us off by just talking a little bit about the Liverpool game, general thoughts, and then we'll move on to City. So timer has started. Where you go, mate? 
Uh, general thoughts about the Liverpool game. Love eating my words because, as you both know, I was texting you both. I was annoyed about the starting lineup. I was annoyed when the first goal went in and said, "Right, I'm not watching anymore." But then, of course, I did watch more. And then I was like, "Yes, yeah, he was brilliant." So <laughs> I was uh, very happily to eat humble pie, and I'd, I'd happily do that forevermore. How, how do you feel, Ben, about um, us? essentially doing Mourinho park the bus against Liverpool. Were you happy with that? I'm absolutely delighted. I feel like I'm some emotional wreck at the moment. <laughs> I'm like going up and down like an absolute yo-yo. I didn't think oh, this was going to happen to me anymore, but it's they've pulled me back in. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So talk to me about the game itself. Like, What were your general thoughts about the Liverpool game um, that you can remember? Because obviously we've had a certain result of the weekend. It's, it just seems so out. long ago. It seems it so does. long ago, but... It just, it, again, it was just positive. He just got it right. Like, I was quite quick last week to sort of blame him for the sort of Tottenham mishaps. And it is going to happen. That is me sort of being a bit reactive. But also, it's going to happen because he's a young manager, isn't it? But just to talk about Liverpool, he just got it right again. He just... Did he, though? I mean, well... I think I was, he did. I guess I you could say he did. It's a fine but, line. I mean, fine we had a lot of... of yeah, but that's, Football, isn't it? Fine margins. That over the, the the games where we've lost, it's fine margins. I don't think forget Man City, but for the rest of the games that we've played and won, it's fine margins have gone in our favour. And the ones we've lost, they haven't. We're not a team. We don't have the ability to. Um, I think just to skip ahead to saying that they, uh, David Luiz said with a sort of the way I interpreted it as a, a slight translation. He was sa- he was saying that we have to kind of realise quote-unquote he didn't say this that we're shit and we have to earn our victories <laughs> yeah but he was saying we 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 need to forget we're not the arse that we are the arsenal but do you know what i mean we're not going to go to a ground and batter someone anymore like that isn't yeah. going to happen for a little bit um and i think i think they've got that sort of in their man- mentality Definitely. Without without a doubt, you've got to give Arteta credit, right? You have to because you of the results to, yeah. that have happened and it's it's a results game. But I know what you're saying, Chris. It's not too far from last week, me saying, everyone's saying it's Mourinho masterclass. No, it isn't. We gifted it to them. I'm sure Liverpool fans would be saying exactly the same about us in that game. Yeah, and do you remember this time last week, there's me talking about saying, saying why is it that we have to score absolutely perfect goals and <laughs> yeah. we never get scabby goals? We just give them away. And lo and behold, Virgil van Dijk channeling his absolute inner Mustafi, calamitous Mustafi and Louise at their worst. I mean, that was just delightful to see. But I tell you what, let's give some props. Ben, you're going to have to give some props to Alexander Lacazette because he was very good, and actually he's been very good of late, closing the ball down. He won. He, you know, Reese Nelson nicked the ball off of um, uh, Van Dyke, or he, he closed him down. But Lacazette still anticipated. He's knocked the ball in one nil. Oh, sorry, one one. And you're thinking, wow, that'll do. And then to get Reese Nelson popping up with his first Premier Lovely. League goal. Oh, it was just and Lacazette in the ball because to be fair to him, I know they keep going on about Allison's pass, but that was a lot to do with Lacazette anticipation. Well. Yeah, and this is the thing, isn't it? Arteta is trying to instill this: you work just as hard, or maybe even harder, off the ball as you do when you've got the ball. And I think under Emery, we'd lost that. And I don't think we really did that that much. We only did it in patches under uh, Arsene Wenger towards the end. But so Ben, um, how big? 
is do you think it is because let's move on to the man city game because that's what we're here to talk about isn't it we're here to talk about a semi-final victory um how big was it then that he, he followed this up and we didn't just have do you remember we all still talk about that 2-0 game that we beat man city at the etihad where Cazorla and Coquelin had that absolute we talk about it in isolated incidents like one-off yeah. but to follow this up that liverpool victory by the, the the manner in which we uh we got that man city victory is huge isn't it he, he said it beautifully when he sort of said, was it, um, I'm going to paraphrase him and get it wrong, uh, we've beat two of the biggest teams in Europe within the space of a week. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Like, I, did, I didn't think that was going to happen. You know, like you sort of fantasise and you think, oh, maybe we might do it. I just couldn't see it. I was with my brother and we were sitting there and we were like, I just can't see this. Like, I just can't. And it, my God, just... My God, it was incredible. And like you said, it is, it's going to be one of those moments. It's a turning point for him because it gives him the opportunity to dig his heels into the ground and say, look what I've done with this group of players. Look at the mind shift, the, sorry, mind shift, the hugging at the end of the game. David Luiz is like orchestrating it. It's, mate, it's mega. It's huge. What I'm difference like, a week makes work. in football? You are. I know. It's, it's very different from last week. We're I'm in trouble, lad. Shut us down. <laughs> Steve, give us some thoughts on the Man City game then. Come on. No, it was just as you say, it's amazing. Like, the amount that commentators love to keep reminding us about the lack of beating teams that are above us in the league. And then obviously when we went and beat Wolves, even that was like all due respect to Wolves. I think they're actually a really good side. But you're like, yeah, but it is Wolves. I know they're above us, but it's Wolves. But then you go, okay, lose to the Tottenham. And it's like, oh, here we go again. And then you go, Back Liverpool, again. bang, Man City, bosh. You're like, thank you very much. <laughs> this is good. Isn't this just the most Arsenal thing ever, though? Like, yeah. we go into this death run yeah, period really of is. games. And like we started off with Wolves and I'm thinking to myself, do you know what? We might get two points, maybe three points if we get three draws or something like that. Mm. And we beat Wolves. We should have beat Leicester. And that Eddie Nketiah thing really wound me up. And do you know what? Actually, I didn't mention this in the blog, but I absolutely went into town on Twitter. Um, just going back to Liverpool game for a second. The Trent and Alexander-Arnold, yeah. identical situation to Nketiah. VAR doesn't look at it so things like that have gone against us and I'm like you guys the Tottenham game as well just felt like it was against us and then the Liverpool game came, was coming up on the horizon I was thinking this season I'm not even going to bother watching the rest of it because by the time we get to Sunday or by the time we do this podcast we'll have nothing to play for that's absolutely not true now you know because we're now looking at these two games like the maximum we can finish on is 59 points and as we're talking right now, Wolves, I think, are drawing against Palace. They'll probably beat Palace because Palace are on the beach. However, what I will say is the confidence that will now be absolutely seeping through the, the, the pores of each of those players. Um, let's pick out some. I'm going I'm to give you each a player to talk about from Saturday um, and just um, tell me what you liked or tell me what you were impressed with. Ben, I'll start with you. Granite Xhaka. Oh, I thought you were kidding me. Come on, I was, I was excited. Um, he's doing that thing that he does every year where he's coming off the back of a, of a shit um, winter and sort of peaks for the end of the, su- uh, end of the season. He's done that for the last how many years? Um, but he, w- w- when he plays like that, he's excellent, right? We said this a few weeks ago that Arteta's really getting the best out of uh, the certain group of players. 
that we know that they have issues, but you can't say anything negative about him. He was everywhere. He did even misplace a pass. I don't think so. He was making tackles. He was he was. He, he was, was putting his body in the way when mm. other players stopping shot. He, mate, he was absolutely perfect. He was collecting the house keys off everyone. It wasn't just his house keys he was looking after. He had the entire team's house keys. You know. Yep. Where's yep. this going? And then he was. <laughs> You know. Oh, Shaq, come on, mate. Come on. <laughs> right, Steve. They go in a bowl, or I don't know. Steve. <laughs> Family show. Family show. Come on. Um, Kieran Tierney. Oh, I love him. I'm absolutely in love with this man. He's just, um, you know, you, you'd speak to Celtic fans, you'd see some stuff. You know, obviously, I don't watch Scottish football all the time, but the stuff you'd see is just someone who just gives everything exciting young prospect, and you kind of happy you know when you sign everything happy we've got someone who's already had i think it's more than 200 professional appearances at such a young age um i think he'd been celtic and maybe even scotland captain at such a young age and you think you know i just hope that he can transfer this to the premier league then he comes in and he gets his injuries and he's in and he's out and you're just like like and you hear him talk he's like this guy just needs a break and now it's like Left back, left wing back, centre back. He's just got it all covered, isn't he? He's just absolutely the ball for Aubameyang. You know, it was just like, oh, what a ball! Love it. The whole build-up, the two goals. Let's talk about the two goals. Then we'll come back to players in a bit, actually. But let's talk about the first goal, the eighteen passes. And I don't know about you guys, but I was watching that, and in my my brain didn't even click and connect about how good that goal was until it's in the back of the net. And you actually can celebrate because then they show the replay. But what they tend to do is they show the bit pretty much where Lacazette does that nice little curved ball out wide to Bellerin. And then Bellerin touches it to Pepe, who then comes inside, who has done that, I think, at least three or four times. He's whipped the ball into the back post um, this season. Pepe is going to be an absolute mustard type of player for us. He will be brilliant. I, I am, I'm fully expecting that we're going to see a very, very good um, if not world-class player in him next season and his adjustment period this season. But Pepe, was he was all over the place. He was brilliant. And even with that goal, you know, he, he's running the channel, the second goal. He runs the channel, connects the ball, keeps hold of the ball, knocks it to Tierney, knocks it over the top, Aubameyang's away. We haven't sc- scored nearly enough of those goals this season, have we, Ben? No. Um, what you said about Pepe, I think, for me, what was more, more encouraging is this isn't taking away from his performance, but I think it was like a 7 out of 10, as in that he just did everything right. He made simple passes. He chased the ball. He tracked his men. He didn't do anything wrong. Um, And I think we are going to see a bit more of that, if that makes sense, as opposed Mm. to sort of... Because there was times where he was sort of running, and in my head, I'm going, like, knock it and go, knock it and go. And he doesn't. He turns back and just lays it back. And after sort of two or three of those, you go, hang on a minute, he's been told to do that. He's not actively going what he was doing before and that is what we're going to see I think in the coming months even years I think because he is so good at keeping hold of the ball and just beating a man and it's obviously again assuming it's like something that Pep instills in the City players isn't it beat the first man open up the pitch and I think you're going to see that with Pepe he's going to get him to beat the first man and then all of a sudden bang and he can he just makes people look silly for fun doesn't he yeah no he's absolutely brilliant Steve Mm. um one of the things that I noted when I was watching it on uh, Saturday evening was how compact we were. So as a defender yourself, uh, did it fill you with <laughs> a, a little bit of 
excited we inside your uh, inside your uh, your pants when you were seeing uh, Arsenal be compact, spread the ball out wide, and then David Luiz nodding the ball away every five seconds. <laughs> yeah, well, Mustafi's still trying to give us a few heart attacks every now and then. Um, no, but it, again, going back to the the goal with the eighteen passes, that first spell where we're just knocking it around, knocking it around under Emery. I would have been absolutely pooping my pants because you can look at the players and you can see they are absolutely pooping their pants. Knowing what are we doing? What are we doing? But that did, it didn't look like that at all. They all looked completely comfortable, right? And it's the same players, so it is this this mindset shift, you know, that that confidence that he seems to still and that finish. That Old finish, footballer. How is that even possible? You watch it, and like you, when you first watch it, you don't actually realise exactly what he's done. But like the outside of the boot stretched onto the far post and in, it was just absolutely mad. And then the second one just runs up and megs him like it's just nothing. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't even look at Edison. He's just like, "What are you doing, mate? Yeah. Get up off the floor." And after that Get first miss, floor. when David Luiz sent him through, you just thought it was going to uh, be one of these days. But um, he does that, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. He does. He does miss what seemed guilt-ed chances and I think what I what I really picked out um, when Arteta's been talking about it is he talks about committing players so he talks about drawing opposition players yeah. to you or going to players and leaving it to the absolute last possible moment to release it because then you bring that player out of that, that yeah. opponent out of play and that just didn't happen under Emery at all um, Ben I'm going to give you a minute or two to talk about Ceballos if you like oh Oh, Go oh. On. he's here, and he's landed. I'm so play. Because again, you've got like you were just said, like well, Pepe is that sort of guy that can beat a man, opens up the pitch. Cabayos, he does the same thing. Um, I'm kind of interested to see how he progresses, as in um, the whole sort of option to buy. Because there's that rumor; it's like 20 million euros, 22 million euros. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's talk of like yeah, loans really? and things. Yeah, apparently that cheap. But there was talk of like loans and stuff and. I, I, it's a no-brainer, right? I think you've got to pull the trigger on that one. If it's 20 like, million euros, then you'll basically get Rao to just say, we'll give you 10 years worth of 2 million euros instalments. And there we go. <laughs> Done. Amortise that. Amortise that, bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I, I think he's excellent. Um, I'm kind of waiting to see if he's kind of got any, like, the final ball. He seems to sort of be playing deep and sort of, because I wonder how we're going to sort of shape up and I'm kind of thinking bigger picture on him. But I think he's been absolutely excellent. I'm delighted because I was so excited when we signed him in like the summer. I love I love players like that. Um, and for whatever reason, we don't know. But it just didn't happen, did it? And I was thinking, oh, man, this has been an absolute disaster. And it's just yeah. nice to see. He's got like the grit, hasn't he? He's obviously got the skill and the talent. But it's nice that he's got a bit of passion. I love it. <laughs> And at the end of the game, you could just see how delighted he was. Yeah. I mean, they all were, but for somebody who's like on loan, you know, you can you can understand if they'd be happy, but not like he was ecstatic. Yeah. The only thing I'd worry is that um, on the Tuesday Club, Alan Davis junk joked once about how Reyes uh, only played when it was warm. So like August, September and April oh, right. and May. So I wonder if Sabias is just really happy because he sees a bit of sunshine now and again. I don't know, but um, let's not let's not uh, let's not make these sort of assumptions on uh, on a day in which we should only be talking about positive things. And it was so positive. Um, did you both? I'll start with Steve. 
did you both feel just as nervous? Because uh, City still created chances, didn't they? You know, mm. De Bruyne a shot just wide. Sterling probably should have hit the target, just dragged yeah. the ball wide. Did you feel as nervous when the second goal went in for the last 20 minutes? Because I was still cacking myself, even when, <laughs> like, I got my phone out at when it was like 90 minutes. And literally, when they said like seven minutes of injury time, I was like, I'm hitting a timer there so I can just stare at it. <laughs> so I spent more time staring at the timer, even though the, <laughs> the clock's right in front of me. I had, to, I had to stare at this timer on my phone. But um, Were you nervous the whole yeah, time? Yeah, because you shout out to Martin, Martin has made a cracking save as well. Um, yeah, I, I was. I think you always will be. Um, but the Liverpool result did, did give me a bit more belief that we could... Um, that we could see it out. But yeah, it got me nervous because it's not just any old game, right? It's a semi-final of the FA Cup. So mm -hmm. it's like, is this happening? Is this happening? Is this happening? Is this happening? <laughs> and it bloody well did. Yeah. Ben, do you think that, that it's a bit weird and football in karma is a bit scary given that in 2017, we beat Man City uh, with, as, as the Arsenal uh, Twitter account has shown, what seems like an almost identical goal um, for the first one that we scored. And in 2017, we played a Chelsea team that are clearly better than us, were better than us because they were league champions. And we're playing Chelsea again. So do you are you starting to get weird sort of football karma vibes of potential success? Or did last season just burn you so dramatically in the cup final that you now don't believe anything? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I am a bit worried about it just because we were talking about, I know we shouldn't, but we were talking about the whole Europe thing and obviously how important it is. And we've got to win. It's another one. That, I know it's a final and you want to win, but it's like you've really got to win because it feels like one of those sort of sliding doors moments. Do you know what I mean? It gets into Europe. Obviously, we win a trophy like so important because a season is a season it's not this prep it's not this we're building up for next year like this is a season it matters um but it just feels like sliding doors do you know what i mean like we we win the cup of bamiyang signs a contract maybe he gets some money but if he doesn't does a bamiyang go da, 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 and it's just oh please just please do it <laughs> well i mean this time next week when we record next week's podcast we'll know our league position so let's just talk about that. So what's your gut? Actually, no, no, let's, let's, we'll talk about that in a minute. Talk to me about Chelsea or Man United. Are you happy with that, uh, that result? Or did you prefer, would you have preferred United, Steve, or are you happy with Chelsea? Uh, you know, either of them would have been a tough, a tough contest. I think, um, first off, what the hell is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer doing with that team selection in a, in a semi-final? We've got everything that he deserved. Um, <laughs> All the lulls. <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I feel like whatever I say now, something's going to come back to bite me horribly. Um, yeah. But would I rather face a Chelsea team than an inform Pogba and Fernandez, Marshall, Rashford, Greenwood? Yeah, probably would. Um, but I'm sure that will come back and bite me. Yeah, it'll probably because Giroud's banging form as well. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> he's banging form. <laughs> he's like proper on form. He's loving it. Ben, um, no, yeah, I, would United. Have, I would say uh, like none of them. Yeah, like, could we just play it ourselves? <laughs> We'd still we lose. But yeah, I'd go for Chelsea. Just like just to echo what Steve said, because they got so so many going forward. Um, 
And I know Man United are rubbish at the back, but Chelsea ain't great at the back. Um, and we and we we took their best centre back, you know. So <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> and they took our best striker. <laughs> <laughs> who has a habit of scoring against us and did so in the last cup final where we absolutely got yeah. battered. But the difference is they don't have an Edin Hazard. So no. we just wait for uh, Pulisic to turn into Pete <laughs> yeah, Edin Hazard. Pulisic, yeah. Yeah. And we'll go that way instead. So let's talk about the um, domestic stuff now because we've obviously got Aston Villa tomorrow night at the time of recording. So when this comes out, it will be tonight um, if people are listening to this on a Tuesday. Uh, what does Arteta do now? And then we'll get on to the Watford game as well because by the time we talk again, season over apart from that cup final so steve os tomorrow night what do you think he's going to do it's so so difficult for him because one you've got to keep the confidence going you want to run in you know for that cup final aston villa are going to be fighting for their lives you can't take the game lightly as probably watford will be when we play them um he's yeah he's got to keep the players fresh somehow with all these games coming up um, but we will have, because what day is our last game? Sunday. This Sunday. So, the so we'll have almost a week, what? right? Yeah. So we'll have almost a week. So he's got to go for it, but he's got to, he's not going to play the same team in both games, right? He's, he's, so he's got to go for it. Saka will hopefully be fresh because he didn't play, did he? He didn't start. Cedric. Um, yeah. Holding, maybe. So there's a, there's a few things that I think he... He has to do, but at the same time, we've still got to go for it. Aubameyang is not going to not want to play because he's still going after that golden boot. Um, but if anything were to happen to him, he'd be absolutely. Well, I was just going to say that. So, so Ben, would you wrap him up in cotton wool and then put him in an airtight container with just some oxygen, and then have twelve security guards around that airtight container and say, "Don't release him until the cup final." Put him in that canister that we've got Burkamp's body in underneath um, the Emirates. <laughs> the canister that Santi Cazorla magically appeared from when he uh, yeah, yeah, put him in there. Yeah. Um, no, I I go with what Steve says. I think obviously there's naturally going to be some changes, as in like Saka's going to come in. Um, I take Bellerin out. Uh, holding comes in, but no, I think you've got to just play them. I think. Uh, look, one of our biggest problems and my biggest bugbear is that we don't seem to win the simple yet important game. Mm. I think if you look back at our history, that there's always been a game like, say, the Tottenham game, for example. I know it's a tricky, but you win that, it takes the pressure on the other, it takes the pressure off the other game. Sorry. Whereas we win this game, and then we see where we are because the next game might be irrelevant, right? Like it could be at like we might not be able to get seventh, and then it's like, well, we'll rest for the final as opposed to mess about here then having to put pressure on the game before a final isn't ideal so i would win lol and then see where we are yeah it's it's a really it's a very difficult one isn't it as a manager because you're he's, he's looking the last thing that you want is to derail any momentum mm. and if you yeah. think how sky high the team are feeling right now after beating liverpool and beating man city if you then beat aston villa and you then go and beat watford four yeah. wins on the trot good victories we'll finish on 69 59 points you know who knows maybe maybe the the gods smile in us and we're actually in seventh anyway and so the Wolves european stuff doesn't matter yeah well <laughs> That was always going to happen, really, wasn't it? But um, 
I, I think momentum is a really big thing. So he cannot just completely fudge this game. Uh, but I do think he's going to rotate. I think you're right. I think Cedric will come in. I think Holding might come in. I think, um, you know, maybe Maitland-Niles comes in. Maybe Saka plays further forward. Maybe Willock's in the team. Maybe you've got Torreira. You've got Nketiah to come back in. Um, Reese Nelson. So I do think there'll be quite a few changes. And then I think with a week to go, if you know, if you beat Aston Villa with a week to go, um, if what, what uh, Wolves are going to win tonight, they're on 56 points. Um they can get to 59 points. They can get to 50, sorry, Wolves are on 59 points if they win tonight. Then Chelsea play them. You know, if we Chelsea are doing some favours on the last game of the season, we're, we're within three points of Wolves, then we play Watford and that's a real opportunity for us to draw level on them. I haven't looked at the table and the goal difference or anything like that, but um, I would hope that that stands us with a good shout of, you know, scraping it. Um, but we're talking about scraping seventh, and it's depressing. Mm-hmm. But hey, currently at four least goals on the upside. Off than us. Yeah, so that's not that's not really uh, that's not very helpful, is it? No. So it's it would need to be an absolute. But if game. they lose and then we win two games, let's say they lose one nil, that makes it three goals. If we win two games, as long as you score more than one in each game. Yeah, true. <laughs> There's lots of permutations. There's lots of permutations, isn't there? That's the challenge. It's like, it is a massive sort of scrap, scrabble game that we're work, trying to work our way around at the moment. Yeah. But what is your gut feel? Let's do a predictatron then, seeing as the next time we talk, the season's done. Um, ben, I'll start with you. What do you think is going to happen in the next two games? What do you think we'll finish on points? And where does we finish in the league? I think we win them both. So that's 59 points. Final position? Eighth. Yeah. I would. I think so as well. I think we might beat Villa tomorrow. I think we might beat Watford, but I've got a feeling that it'll be like a, a come down to like a goal difference type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Equal on points or something like that. Chelsea are going to need to beat Wolves, I think. Um, yeah. Because I think that they might lose to Liverpool in midweek and then they've got to win. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we could finish level with Wolves, but yeah, Steve. Final position, final, um, final league tally, and then final position. Yeah, I think we win both games. I mean, the Spuds have got what Palace as well, haven't they? So they're already on the beach. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, fifty nine, and I think we finish eighth, and then we go and win the FA Cup final, and it's all right anyway. <laughs> and the Spuds, it would be nice and, though. And the Spuds finish seventh, and they don't get in, and we do. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice for us not to do what Unai Emery did, because that's the thing that drove us insane last year. Champions League was basically there to be taken, but he completely yeah. threw the league because of the, the Europa League. You know, yeah. we beat Crystal Palace and we beat Brighton last year and we'll, we'll be a, we'd be a Champions League team this season. But yeah. that's the worry is, you know, you end up putting all your eggs in the in the cup final cab in cup final basket. And that's my that's my biggest fear. I've got a serious question. Me and Ben have been talking about this for 24 hours now. I don't believe you're wondering... capable of a serious question. And we're wondering if um, we could get some media training from you in case we ever have to appear on television. TV. Yeah, we want to be on TV like you, Chris. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. For, anybody, for anybody that probably doesn't already know, because I've promoted it just across every channel, that is humanly possible. Um, I was on BT Sport on... Uh, Saturday evening, talking to Rio Fernand and Jake Humphrey, and I spoke for all of 30 seconds. So that is my 30 seconds of fame. I wish they'd let you to respond to that 
Man City fan as well. Cheeky yeah, side. Yeah, that was a bit harsh. Cheeky yeah. side. But we had the last laugh. Yes, we, we had did. We had the last laugh. We've been laughing tonight. It's been absolutely amazing talking to you, gents. We are hitting our 30 minutes as I speak. Um, prediction. Let's do a quick prediction for tomorrow night then. Um, we've already done where we think we're going to lead, we, but we all think we're going to win. But what's the score going to be, Steve? 2 0. Benji? 3 1. Uh, I'm going to hit a 3 1 because I think we will concede inevitably. But um, that has been us. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching. Um, say good night, Ben. Good night, Ben. Say good night, Steve. Good night, Steve. It's good night for me. Latest peoples. Have a good one. Ooh.